Hello, and welcome to Impact the Borough, a podcast from the Greensboro Chamber of Commerce. I'm Brent Christensen, the president and CEO of the Chamber. Each week, we'll highlight what we're doing to start and grow businesses, create quality jobs, and develop our workforce. We'll also check in with our community partners to share inspiring stories and important information from across our community. This podcast is brought to you by TrueLiant Federal Credit Union, a modern, mission-driven financial institution focused on the needs of its members, the businesses it serves, and our community. With five locations in Guilford County, including a dedicated commercial lending office at Friendly Center and a highly rated mobile banking app, TrueLiant makes it their business to help you grow yours. Visit TrueLiant.org for more information. Hi there, and welcome to the Launch Podcast. As Brent said, we want to focus on what we are doing to start and grow businesses and tell inspiring stories of Greensboro to the world. I'm Kelly, and I'm a board member of Launch Greensboro. In case you don't remember, Launch is a program that accelerates growth for entrepreneurs starting businesses in the Greensboro triad area by providing education, mentoring, and access to capital. And today we have a really exciting episode because we are going to be talking to several members of the board. And our hope is that we give you an idea of how much energy and innovation the board brings to the program. And also joining us today is Jen Hensel, who's the assistant director, Jen. Hello, Kelly. Thanks. Thanks for being here. And we are so excited to um, showcase some of our board of advisors to the community. Um, I am the assistant director of Launch Greensboro. I've been with the organization almost four years now, and I run our programs. So our mini accelerator program, our traditional accelerator program, boot camps, any ways that we maneuver to support entrepreneurs in the area is a lot of um, kind of the work that I do. And I'm um, always thrilled when I get to interact with our board members um, in some of that work, right? So a lot of the work I do with our board kind of centers around mentorship. So. I'm excited to introduce Sadaka Puvada, who has been on a mentor committee with me um, to introduce himself and um, tell us a little bit about your background, Sadaka. Uh, um, I am a chemical engineer with a PhD from uh, MIT. And um, through my career, I've been involved in a various different roles, primarily in an R&D kind of role, innovation kind of role. I worked at companies, large companies like Unilever, you know, working on various products, various uh, innovations. Um, I moved to Greensboro around six, seven years ago um, as uh, with the mandate of setting up a global innovation center for VF. Um, around two years ago, I sort of um, um, changed paths and I actually became an entrepreneur. Um, and me and a couple of friends started an entity called Dreamcatcher Innovation Labs. And we, a part of our goal is to um, bring entrepreneurship, bring uh, innovation, help companies innovate better. Uh, in addition, I also am a chief operating officer of another startup called Indigo Mill Designs. And this is in the space of, uh, we have a novel technology on Indigo Dying, uh, which uh, has huge sustainability benefits. Um, this whole entrepreneurial journey has become very, very infectious. Um, I keep getting lots of ideas and keep exploring various other, um, uh, you know, um, entities. Um, and it's amazing how infectious this can be. I'm originally from India um, and through my career, I have moved around 
uh, different parts of the country, different parts of the world. I think I pretty much have lived no, in one place for no longer than around three to four years. Um, and, uh, but uh, coming to North Carolina, I've actually considered it home. I've been now here for seven years and I don't think my wife would love if I were to move, love me if I were to move from here. Um, so generally, I think I've enjoyed Greensboro. It's been one of the places that has been, I've felt most welcome right from the day I sort of moved in here. I got involved in the community and now feel this is home, feel this is where I want to uh, spend the rest of my life. I love that. It's pretty obvious why you are on the board given your love of entrepreneurialism, but can you tell us how long you've been on the board and what specifically, what parts you're involved in or passionate about? Okay, uh, I have been on the board, I think for four years, um, maybe a little longer than that, five years. Um, and um, um, it, it, and the time has sort of flown by very, very quickly uh, because it's been very exciting. Uh, I am um, the part that I've been actually very, very active through the, through the maybe the last four years was in the mentorship area. Uh, I have mentored a variety of different companies and that's actually very energizing because of the diversity of companies. Um, I think I've been, I've mentored a company in data analytics, someone who's done personal care products, um, I've done some uh, working with someone in the nanotechnology space, uh, someone who's done some really amazing designs using plants, um, someone who's been in the catering uh, business. And so this diversity of companies is very, very energizing to see the passion, to see the love of, you know, their love transforming into real entities. Um, I've also been involved with Capital Connects to some extent. Um, and um, in terms of bringing in, um, you know, uh, various companies, uh, selecting the companies. And once again, it's amazing how much uh, energy there is in our area. Yeah, absolutely. Um, from those mentorships and that involvement, are there specific trends or businesses that you've seen that you're particularly excited about? Um, I think overall, if I were to see, uh, in specifically within uh, you know, our area, uh, I think over the last many years, we've started to see companies that are big, you know, that have bigger ambitions, mm -hmm. uh, that are um, you know, more transformative in nature. Um, probably three to four years ago, I think it, we were seeing companies that are a little bit smaller, a little bit more mom and pop kind of this one, but I'm starting to see much more uh, technology-oriented companies, much more, uh, you know, much more scalable businesses. Um, seeing also uh, overall in terms of trends, I think uh, sustainability is something that is, I think, starting to play a big role and sustainability across a number of uh, spectrums, not just, you know, in a uh, variety of industries, whether it be, uh, you know, old traditional industries like oil and gas, mm -hmm. Textiles, obviously, seeing a lot of that. Um, I'm also seeing, I think, a space in the technology side with, uh, you know, IoT kind of applications with battery technologies, um, and um, um, and I think the last bit is um, you're also seeing a lot more novel thinking, new business models, like especially in the healthcare space, we're seeing some very very unique uh, healthcare-oriented companies. 
Yeah, absolutely. Well, before I ask you more questions, because I have many for you, let's give Chad a minute to get us caught up on who he is. So Chad, could you please introduce yourselves to us as well, yourself to us as well? Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks, Kelly. So I'm Chad Oakley. I am a Greensburian. I was born and raised here um, and uh, just absolutely love this place. I uh, went to, stayed local for college or local-ish. I went to North Carolina State University in Raleigh, North Carolina, and then left for about 10 years. I um, uh, moved to Philadelphia, uh, where I started working in consulting. I joined uh, Deloitte Consulting in their Philadelphia practice and was there for three years. And then I um, attended the Wharton School at the University of Pennsylvania for my master's in business. And then from there, I moved to Boston and went to work for another consulting firm called Bain and & Company and uh, worked with organizations from a growth strategy perspective and from an operations uh, perspective. Uh, and then I decided I wanted to return home to Greensboro, which is just awesome. Um, and uh, the greatest sale of my life was convincing my wife, who I met at Wharton, to move south um, uh, with me to Greensboro, North Carolina. She had lived in San Francisco for five years and Boston and all these other places. And, and um, it was the greatest moment of my life. And it turns out it was the greatest moment of hers. And we have loved being in Greensboro ever since. I came here um, uh, to join uh, Charles Zeris, which is an executive search firm. At the time I started our strategy and corporate development practice. And we're fortunate that has now grown to be the largest strategy and corporate development recruiting practice in the United States across any, any uh, executive search firm. Um, and now I serve as the chief executive officer of, uh, of that business. So that's me. Very, very awesome. Um, and then will you tell us how long you've been on the board and what brought you, what was your interest in, in serving on the board? Yes, so I think I'm pretty similar to Sadako on that front. I think I'm about four years in uh, to my time on the board. And, you know, I, I will tell you, uh, great, entre great entrepreneurs, I don't want to say use a break, but entrepreneurs love giving back to other entrepreneurs. I, I found that consistently throughout my, my travels in my life is that people that do this want other people to be successful too. And they care, they really do care. And the other thing is, uh, look, selfishly, entrepreneurs are lifelong learners by their nature. They are lifelong learners. And I get as much out of this experience as the people that I'm interfacing with get out of this experience. So um, the learnings for me are just as compelling as the learnings for other individuals. And so it's a two-way street. If I can uh, participate and help someone else, I assure you they are helping me as well. Even if they don't know they are, uh, they yeah. most definitely are. So it's, it's, a, it's a wonderful experience on both sides of that equation. Yeah, I agree. And um, from the businesses that you are seeing, are there trends or um, specific areas of business that you're excited to see? Yeah, so actually, so Dr. kind of stole a page out of my book on this front because what, you know, one of the things that I get a chance to participate in and I've done a lot of uh, as a part of the advisory board is our demo days. And I will tell you, there's nothing, there's no better experience when you are, and when you're on this advisory board, but also just an entrepreneur in general, to see other entrepreneurs stand up in front of a crowd and talk about their business and talk about their passions. It's the best part of what, of what I get a chance to do on the board. And, you know, when I first started in this, to Sadaka's point, I saw a lot more professional services oriented type things. Listen, I'm in professional services, so I, I love professional services, but to Sadaka's point, it's hard to scale, hard to scale those businesses. 
And so there was kind of a limited vision for some of those. But more recently, we have seen a lot of technology-pointed businesses that can absolutely be scaled in a very compelling way. Um, and we're also seeing some pretty unique things. So Docker talked about uh, things in the, in the battery space, which are really, really cool and cutting edge at this particular stage. One of our entrepreneurs right now that I'm having a chance to work closely with has a drone-based real estate business that's one of, based on our research, might be one of four in the United States with a technology that is as cutting edge as it gets and is getting a lot of attention from leading entities. And so um, there's some pretty cool cutting edge stuff that we're doing here in Greensboro that is, uh, is very compelling. Absolutely, I agree. Um, since you talked about Demo Day, I want to take a minute just to say, tell everyone they have an opportunity to participate and join Demo Day coming up on May 24th. Um, but we'll talk a little bit more about that later. Um, I would like to hear from both of you how you've seen the landscape evolve since you've been here. You know, Chad, for you since you've been back here, and also Sudakar since you've been here. And I, you've said a little bit about you know, kind of the smaller concept comp companies coming through and as the years have gone by that, that we're seeing these more scalable opportunities. I really attribute that to um, more opportunity here, more involvement and also the programming at launch. I think um, people have recognized that the program that launch offers the programming is not just for sort of the small concepts that it really can support these um, bigger visions, bigger plans, but how do you guys, how have you seen, you know, this landscape evolve over the years in your experience? Okay. Um, um, I mean, in terms of companies, um, first and foremost, I think in the beginning, we were seeing more geographically closer to Greensboro companies. There were not that many, I think, companies coming from further away. Uh, in the last few years, we're seeing on a regular basis, um, whether it be at Capital Connects or whether it be any of the Launch Greensboro programs, uh, companies coming from the RTP area, from the Charlotte area, from the Winston-Salem area, so much broader um, um, geographical coverage, which is a good sign, which indicates our program is recognized even at a broader audience. Uh, second, um, also I think starting to see companies that are um, I think some very, very novel kind of products and product solutions. Um, the one that sort of comes very quickly is Empasta. You know, this whole area, this sort of small, uh, I think he was a student when he started this, uh, but he yeah. got really wonderful idea of, you know, based on the trends of people wanting to have, you know, dairy-free cheeses. And he developed this product in-house and, it's wonderful to see, see that sort of success as it sort of goes forward. Uh, and this is a great example of, of potentially a very, very scalable idea and on very, on very trend-driven uh, market. Absolutely. Uh, but similarly, you have you know, other companies. Um, I want to sort of give um, sort of a shout out for Minerva Lithium, uh, which is you know, focusing on this whole space of lithium extraction in the mining industry. I mean, who would have thought uh, that you would take a very, very traditional old fashioned mining industry and sort of bring in nanotechnology to transform and then promote green energy as a result of that. Um, so it's this kind of transformation, I think that has sort of come up and um, I'm hopeful going forward that we will get more of these sort of novel ideas. 
Uh, once again, our universities can be real powerhouses for bringing in some very, very disruptive ideas and disruptive concepts. Agree. Some of the, I think some of the best ideas that we ha have seen, and an example of that is Matt, um, the innovation starts when they're in college. And, you know, like his demo day presentation blew me away. And I mean, we, I ended up also um, doing some work with him after and was just so impressed with him and his innovation and his ability, like his vision, really the way that he brought it to life. So totally agree. Chad, what do you think? What about you? Well, first thing I want to say is I happen to be a judge on that demo day when Matt won for Impasta. And I can remember his presentation this very minute. And I can also remember how, how good his sauce was. I mean, it was just fantastic. How, how, you know, and I am, uh, I love cheese. And when I, when I tasted, I was like, how can this not actually have real cheese in it? It's amazing how good it tastes. So, um, but, and the other thing, the other thing is how I remember distinctly recalling how hard the decision was because we saw amazing businesses that day. So Matt won and he was deserving to win, but we easily, there, there was four other businesses there that we, we were like, golly, they could, they all kind of tied for first. And Matt, you know, Matt squeaked out the victory, um, but it was just so, so great. Um, you know, I don't know if I can say a lot more than Sudakar said. I mean, here's what I'd say is success breeds success. And I think um, we, you know, the, the program has, has a lot of success stories and, you know, go back in time the word hadn't maybe gotten out quite as much, but now you see, you know, we've got some real success stories of, of companies that have come through the program and have really had some pretty big impact in the world. And suddenly you've got other companies saying, gosh, well, when I first heard about this, I didn't think that this was an incubator kind of group that could really take my business, my unique technology, my platform to the next level. But now I see that they, that they can based on what I'm seeing from these other entities. And um, I think, you know, you, you, you know, success breeds success on that thing. Yeah, agreed. I also, I, I've been back uh, seven years and I, over those seven years, I've really seen um, a, a shift towards much more being, having much more of an embrace of innovation across the board in Greensboro, downtown, just people moving here that are excited about um, innovation and supportive of innovation. And then I think, you know, when we start to, create that kind of community and then have programming that supports it and lifts it up. Um, I think those things go hand in hand. So I definitely, I've seen that um, definitely over the last 10 years, but I would say specifically in the last five. And I think so much of that does have to do with having a strong foundation for innovators to be able to, um, you know, being an innovator and being an entrepreneur, both are challenging. And so all of the challenges, and I think going back, Chad, to what you said about, I think one of the reasons entrepreneurs want to give back is because that shared experience, the, you know, what we all go through as entrepreneurs, there, are, you know, no matter what type of business it is, you experience a lot of challenges, a lot of hurdles, and I think there's just a general um, spirit of wanting to encourage others because you've been there. And um, for me, and, and I'm sure similarly for you guys, when you mentor people and they're, you know, echoing questions you've asked yourself, you know, and, and going through things that, that you've been through and you're able to say, no, 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 this is totally normal. It's totally normal if everyone in your life thinks you're crazy and you feel like you just jumped off the side of a building. You're, like that means you're doing really, really well. Um, I, I do think that that is infectious. That spirit of, of giving back is infectious. So I, and I do think that's one of the great things about 
this board um, and the opportunity to be mentors because I totally agree with you, Chad, that um, in my experience with mentoring, I always get so much from it. I always learn things. I always walk away feeling like, like that I, did I, was I helping them or were they helping me? Like just, and and I stay in touch with those people and I love seeing them grow. Um, So I, I definitely think that's a big part of it. Let's talk a little bit about what you guys think about what we want to see moving forward in Greensboro. So we've talked about how we've seen it evolve and here we are now. What does it look like for you um, looking forward? Um, so um, one thing I wanted to add in terms of the trends um, yeah. is I'm also seeing a lot of actually business model innovations uh, that are coming up and companies are sort of using technology to create some very, very unique business models, even in the service industry. So I think that prop, that trend is another something it's sort of seeing. Um, going forward, I, I would actually like, um, you know, you know, much more communal kind of uh, thing. As we talked about success breeds success and entrepreneurs want to help entrepreneurs. Um, I feel over the last years, we've been trying to create that sort of community. And going forward, I want to see them sort of coming together. I want to see a place where people can run into each other, you know, be able to sort of over a drink or something like that you know, share ideas and, and then create new opportunities. Um, I would expect, I mean, once again, the Lodge Greensboro team has been amazing. Uh, and I would actually like if, uh, you know, we, we, the team can grow a little bit and uh, support more entrepreneurs. Um, um, at this point in time, I think they're probably reaching their limit of capacity. And one way to sort of encourage that is by growing the team. Absolutely. Um, and um, I also think as first launch capital comes into the, uh, you know, more and more first launch capital funds, um, you know, entrepreneurship and funds entrepreneurs, that itself can become a self-fulfilling cycle as these companies succeed and bringing in more money and then actually creating more, um, more opportunities for companies to sort of set up here. And even I'm hoping actually some companies move from other parts of the country to Greensboro um, because it's such a wonderful place. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Well, since you were talking about place, having a place, a community, Jen, do you want to talk a little bit about our exciting move coming up? Absolutely. So we just announced this month that we are actually partnering with Transform GSO and moving our space and all of our programs over to their um, expanded location. So we are thrilled. You know, we have hosted a co-working space for quite a while. And um, I think what we realized is the what's in the best interest of the community and the community of entrepreneurs that we serve is to build as strong as ecosystem as possible. And as Sadaka mentioned, a lot of that is in place. It is in everyday occurrences. It is in collaboration that occurs um, thanks to proximity. And so um, we will be shutting down our CoLab co-working space, which is gonna be bittersweet and encourage all of our members to move to the new co-working space, which is just down the street, just at South Elm. Um, and so, yeah, it's really exciting for us. We believe that we were re- we'll really be able to create um, and build on the momentum that we have. We're really good at programs. Entrepreneurs love coming to us 
for services and support and education and mentoring. And Transform GSO is really amazing at real estate and co-working and creating place. And so by combining our strengths, um, the people who win in the end are the entrepreneurs who get to enjoy the best of both worlds and meet each other on a more regular basis. So yeah, that that is probably our most exciting news. Um, and we will um, talk more about that in a future episode. He's, yeah. he's our... Yes. Yeah. Um, Chad, what about you? First of all, I'm super excited about the new space. That is that space is so awesome. Um, it is perfect for entrepreneurship. It is perfect for collaboration, and uh, it's perfect for that. You know, having a, over a drink, right? Sharing some war stories, as the doctor mentioned. I mean, that it's it's going to be awesome. Uh, I am really, really excited about that. You know, I, I one thing that I want to see more of, I want to see more collaboration with our university system. We actually have a world-class university system here in the triad area with some great facilities. I had a chance to tour the relatively new and continually expanding Joint School of Nanoscience and Nanotechnology between UNCG and North Carolina A&T. It is world-class. You're not going to find another facility in the world that is as is, is, it's on par with any other world-class facility. And the some of the research assets they have in that facility are truly there's there's a couple of uh, microscopes that they have in there that truly there's two in the United States, and there's one of them here in Greensboro, North Carolina. They're that specialized. Um, I also so those and by the way those those. Uh, uh, assets and resources, I believe, are underutilized. So if there's a nanoscience business out there, a, not, a nanoscience technology-oriented business that, that wants support and needs uh, you know, a, an infrastructure, boy, do we have it in Greensboro, North Carolina. Whatever you need, we've got it here for you. And so those businesses, I think, are very specialized. And then the second thing that I'd love to see a little bit more of is, is more collaboration with the technology transfer offices within some of these uh, uh, institutions. So. North Carolina A&T has a world-class technology transfer office, and they've got some really cool things in there that are just looking for the right entrepreneur to grab a hold of it and take it to the next level. And you combine the world-class academic institutions that we have here in Greensboro, along with this world-class program, you add an entrepreneur to it, my gosh, look out, like, you know, sky's the limit. So it's a, it's a lot of cool things there that, that can happen. Yeah, absolutely, I agree. So we talked a little bit about some things coming up for launch, one of them being this exciting move. Uh, but we also wanna just spend a few minutes talking about the fund. Um, you, both of you are somewhat involved, Jen, obviously you, you as well, but looking at what we're looking ahead to do with the fund. So Dr. you were talking about how that really starts to create that cycle. Um, what, what other kinds of things when you, when you think about how the fund can benefit the entrepreneurial community, what, what things are you looking forward to? Um, so one of the biggest challenges for entrepreneur is, um, you know, they have a great idea. Uh, they want to be able to sort of, they have big dreams and, um, but a major challenge is access to funds. And uh, I think with, with the launch of first launch capital, um, that access to funds is actually very, very helpful because now the entrepreneurs get that access. But it's just not the funds. I think the uh, connections mm -hmm. that and, and, you know, the, and Launch Greensboro themselves can provide 
to entrepreneurs is another major, major asset in terms of the introductions that they can serve, uh, the connections to other funding agencies around the country. And there are quite a number of times on first launch partners with other funding agencies and there's a co-funding that goes on. Uh, so I think uh, this creates this uh, you know, very virtuous cycle where uh, the companies can grow faster and that increases the confidence level. And we probably are likely to get other funding agents from around the country uh, interested in our um, community. I mean, we went from a place, uh, you know, with almost no funding agencies in, in our city and we're getting the first one and having already funded five different companies, the hope is now this becomes a very virtuous cycle and every year we double the number of companies that we can fund. Absolutely. Jen, anything you wanna add about the fund? Yeah, you know, I think what I'm most excited about the fund is the way it really, um, it's like the final piece of the puzzle that was kind of missing. When I thought about the the full spectrum of services that, that we can provide and that our ecosystem can provide, right? And when you look now at the full scope of our services, we can take an entrepreneur really from any stage, including idea stage to launch, to growth, to seed funding, to scaling. Um, we have co-working space available, right? Like there's just this incredible um, breadth of services that are interconnected that allow someone to build relationships that are deep and have long lasting effect with us as an organization, with funders that we know, right? So I really think that that, um, that filling the gap of, of what was missing before and giving people that first 50 to $75,000 in capital to just get over the hump, to just really get it started, right? To be able to quit their day job so that they can actually make this happen. So one of the other pieces that I'm most excited about, and I, I have a bit of separation from the fund as our executive vice president of entrepreneurship, my boss, Luann Flanders Stack, really manages the fund, is watching, you know, being on the other side and watching and hearing from companies go through the due diligence process. So for some, because we're a seed fund, we're the first opportunity they get to prepare and be questioned and go through the full due diligence process and understand what that angel investing world is all about. So they can take their learnings and their process and apply it with other funds to right to really elevate their success in those meetings, right? And so I think that's cool. But um, the other piece that Sadaker hinted at, and I think really gets Chad excited too, is utilizing it as a, as a recruitment tool. So we want to serve entrepreneurs who are here in our community, but we also want to prove the validity of moving here because of the number of resources we have and the super livability of this community that using that seed fund as a bit of a carrot to encourage people to come here, set up shop here. We have the workforce, we have the technology, we have the innovation, we have huge corporations, which allows for another like layer of interesting innovation that can happen in a community of our size. I really encourage people to move from some of the bigger metro areas to a smaller mid-sized city. Um, you can't beat Greensboro in terms of what we have to offer. And the seed fund is like a, a start of a recruitment tool for that. So I'm really excited about the fund and, and the future um, applicants to that um, and, and where that can grow from here. I really 
have seen a trend of people no longer looking simply just for investment, but really wanting strategic investment and strategic advisors. And so, you know, historically, I feel like people were thinking about that as two separate camps, my investors and my strategic advisors, and now really looking for that to be um, holistic and in the same place. And really, you know, that's what I love so much about the launch fund is that, you know, that it, it that's so inherent in what it is and what it's about. And that often, you know, there has been a lot of networking connections and ongoing will be a lot of that as part of that investment. And I, I think that's, you know, super valuable. Chad, anything to add about the fund? I would just say, Kelly, I completely agree with you. Entrepreneurs don't want money. They want smart money. And uh, smart money is what we offer, right? Um, whatever your need, um, we've got it. We can help, right? Um, so, uh, and we can, and we've got the resources to fund it as well. So I just can't reiterate that enough. We, we've got smart money uh, that will uh, not only help to fund uh, your business and your dreams, but to fund it in a really smart, additive way. Yeah. Agreed. And we've touched on it several times on the Accelerator program and how it has continued to grow uh, and, and frankly, I think, improve upon itself and, and be able to serve, you know, companies that are in a more scalable place. I also want to make sure we talk about sustain, which is when people have, um, you know, quote unquote, graduated from the program, they become a part of this alumni um, group that that all of the people that have been through the program in the different years become part of sustain which is an ongoing um, group that they can be a part of that that does create that that um, support system that I think so often entrepreneurs you know it's hard to have that because a lot of times you're working solo or you're a little bit siloed and so I think having that built-in community sustained community I know from speaking to you know, several of the members that that has been a real lifeline for them when the programs are over. And that's definitely something that as the board, you know, we are involved in making sure we stay in touch with, with those people and help ongoing, you know, support the businesses once they have left the program and really get into the real work of building their business. Jen, anything you want to add about programming or sustain before we Yeah, you know, I think I think the call out for sustain is really nice because it is a component that doesn't get talked about as much as our, you know, accelerator program or our pitch competition, but it is that continued service, that continued relationship, not just with us as an organization, but much more expanded to our full board, which the listeners can hear is full of incredibly smart and connected and good people. Um, so to have an alumni group where they can stay together, we offer what I think of as really responsive services to them. For our other programs, um, they're not regimented i'm not sure the word i should use but they're 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 set we have an agenda we have a flow and what we do with the sustain group is much more responsive so we're much more um you know kind of in the world of customer discovery with our sustain we're constantly asking them where are you at what's going on what do you need and creating whatever that program might be right and so i kind of think of it as in so many other fields industries have continuing education credits and it's important to keep your workforce ready and on top of trends and learning and right. And so in entrepreneurship, that has to be self-seeking. If you want to be the lifelong learner that Chad talked about, you have to find where to do that. And we offer that in some way. So if you're having trouble with sales, 
you send me an email that says, I am stumbling over X, Y, and Z. And I hear that randomly from another couple of people and I build something um, that responds to that. And that kind of responsiveness is, I think, really unique to our model. Um, it is kind of done in small group settings. We do strategic networking for this group. Um, so we're really putting them in front of key um, players and stakeholders in our community that isn't just kind of like general, like it's very much um, done to build the gaps that they're self-identifying. So I think Sustain is, is really fabulous. The integration that the board has with that program in terms of kind of having a few Sustain members that you reach out to, and it's not in a formal mentorship way, but it's just in the way of building that relationship is so meaningful to the entrepreneur and it's meaningful to us in order to be responsive. Um, you know, and so going back to a little bit earlier conversation, we were talking about a couple of companies that Sadaker and Chad and Kelly, you have all mentored and, and how great they are and exciting. I think the last piece I want to kind of like close the loop on when I think about the full scope of our programs is what we see today. What's a trend for Launch Greensboro today that we didn't see four years ago, even when I started was companies and entrepreneurs moving through our full pipeline with us and moving into multiple events with us. And so, you know, you heard about Impasta who came through from our idea launch. Like that's how Matt walked in the door was to pitch a totally different business model. And um, he has stayed with us through everything. His win at Demo Day put him on stage at Capital Connects, which is a larger audience of higher, you know, caliber, like investor audience, right? And so he's been with us for literally everything. And you think of a couple other companies that you guys have mentioned, Minerva Lithium pitched and won at Capital Connects this past year, the two minute pitch. And so being able to see that full circle cycle of, an, of a company being able to move with us, with kind of a cohort, um, it, what it says to me is that they're using the services, they are executing on their learnings and they're building on themselves. But it also says to me that our work um, allows for a full circleness that an ecosystem would require, right? So even, you know, you think about the connection, logistics, which is headquartered in former HQ, which is now transformed GSO, came to one of our programs and did Launch Lab Growth and then pitched at Capital Connects. And then at this past Capital Connects was named Entrepreneur of the Year because they were just acquired by Saltwater Capital, right? And so you get to see all of this. And that I think is a new trend um, that we hope to see more of, that when we talk about the Capital Connect stage, we are simply recruiting now from North Carolina companies and the majority of them are coming from within a hundred mile radius of us versus, you know, 12, 15 years ago, a lot of those companies had to come from anywhere on the Eastern seaboard to the Southeast, right? So those are just a couple trends that, that to me are really nice to watch and think about when we're talking about programs and services. Absolutely, really exciting. And I feel like if we haven't convinced you all to be involved at this point, then I don't, I don't know what to tell you. So here's how, here's how you can get involved. Um, like we said before, uh, demo day is coming up on May 24th. It's going to be a virtual event and you can check out our social um, for more details and to register to attend. Um, to echo what all of us have talked about here, demo day is such a great way to see what happens at launch. Uh, it's it's a, a program where they, you know, 14 weeks, they go through an accelerator um, and it culminates in demo day where they pitch their business. Jen is super involved in coaching uh, the businesses on how to pitch because to your earlier point, that's not something that 
any of us, most of us didn't learn how to do that in school. So it's such a valuable, such a valuable resource and such a great way to really see um, the impact that launch has and see what launch is about. Also, we've talked a lot about mentorship. And if you're interested in being a mentor, we ongoing take uh, applications for that. If you are interested, you can either reach out to Jen directly or go to greensboro.org slash mentorship. And typically that you serve for three months. So in the late spring or late fall, it's three months. Um, and again, you know, from what all three of us are, have said, it's just, it's a really amazing experience. We're also accepting applications for the fall growth program already. So um, you can certainly uh, check us out on social for the link to, to that application. And while we're talking about social, we want you to follow us on social um, at Launch Greensboro on Instagram and LinkedIn, at Launch Greensboro on Twitter, and at Greensboro Entrepreneur on Facebook. So Chad, Sudakar, Jen, thank you guys so much. This was fun. I, I always start to say that I'm biased because of how much I love Greensboro and what Launch does, but I actually think the proof is in the pudding and I'm not biased. Uh, it's just the real deal. So I so enjoyed talking to you guys about it and I appreciate the opportunity always to be involved. This podcast is brought to you by TrueLiant Federal Credit Union, a modern mission-driven financial institution focused on the needs of its members, the businesses it serves, and our community. With five locations in Guilford County, including a dedicated commercial lending office at Friendly Center, and a highly rated mobile banking app, Truliant makes it their business to help you grow yours. Visit truliant.org for more information. You can find all of our episodes on YouTube thanks to our video sponsor, North State. Make sure to subscribe so you'll get new episodes delivered to your device each week. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at GSO Chamber. See you next time. Thank you.